one, a one, a one, two, three. Think I thought I saw the son of bad thinking. Think I thought I saw the son of bad thinking. Well, I think I thought I saw the son of bad thinking. Think back up, think thinking. Yeah. Welcome back, Brent. Yes. To our beautiful corporate TV. Beautiful. Yeah, it's nice. And we, we have a video going. We're going to try this out, see if it works out. Something new. Something new. I'm going to do something with this guitar without uh, making a rat's nest. Well, I think you got this. No problem. We're doing this live. Live. Yeah. No pausing. No taking our time. Correct. Taking I mean, time. why? You know, I mean, life is full of imperfections and... Uh, yeah. All right. This is our special episode 20. Episode 20 of the Top Podcast. I, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one, I think. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Yeah, we're talking, we're going to be talking about uh, mental health issues today. And um, we had mentioned this last week, a little bit last week, and um, or the last podcast, which was last week when we did it. So, um, we're showing some consistency here. Yeah, um, I'm going to. Uh, I was I was going to do a pep talk before we even started. You know, get us motivated. We're going to be talking, and, but I didn't want to do that for the recording for the podcast. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, we're here. We're rolling now. So, and uh, Ben was a little running a little behind today, and uh, we we have busy lives, but we take the time to. Um, mental health. Everyone knows someone with mental health problems, or you may have. Most people probably have some degree of mental health issues. And how do you determine that? By knowing something's not right there. There's some dysfunction. Well, if you can't take care of yourself, or you're always having certain uh, issues with adversities and life, life's troubles, and um, so uh, a lot to talk about with, with uh, mental health. Um, I also am going to mention, or uh, I'll be mentioning a, a charity during the show today. So I need to look that up. So what do you have? Well, I want to tell people that I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a physician. I do not give any kind of mental ed or medical advice at all. These are just our opinions. And... These are just our two thoughts. Yeah. And uh, so now we got that out of the way. Um, now, when I think of uh, mental health, I think of a wide variety. Of, there's a huge, long spectrum. Too. So there's where you can notice it right from the get-go. And then there's something as far as just people seem a little bit off. And sometimes I feel like I'm a little off sometimes. I think I know uh, I'm off. Maybe everybody has <laughs> There's yeah. no perfect person out there. So and why are they not perfect? Are they a little mental sometimes? Or are they not thinking? Or they are thinking too much? You know, it just, I think there's a whole lot that we don't understand. And I'm sure there might be some answers out there. But that's why we're talking. Open up the conversation. Open up the conversation. What do you do? Um, one of the stories I heard um, 
charity that I'm going to mention is called the Angel Work Foundation. I did find the Angel Work Foundation, uh, Laura Milano. I'm going to get some contact information, but I need to get with her, ask her what, um, you know, how she wants to be reached, contacted, if you want to support, volunteer, donate. Um, and we were discussing um, doing some fundraising projects with her for the foundation, with the podcast, with some music, food, all that stuff. So we'll, we'll have that to look forward to. But uh, one of the stories um, that I read, she had posted this on some social media and I was uh, discussing with her yesterday is that uh, she had met a homeless man. He didn't use drugs or alcohol and um, but he just couldn't, uh, couldn't function. He couldn't, he would work if he could. Uh, but he just has such uh, a mental disability and he didn't know how to claim or file for a disability to uh, receive some payment for that, for um, you know, welfare work or whatever, social security. And so he needed help with that and he's homeless on the street and uh, she was concerned about his life, you know, his well-being. And um, then she said she's seen him the other day get in, up in an ambulance. And she didn't know any more of the story, but her her uh, heart is from uh, it's, uh, really big in her heart to um, you know to reach out and like that. Sure, yeah, sure. But uh, you know we, we're gonna we're talking about uh, mental health and all the levels that there are. Like you said, there's many. I've been um, one that has. Uh, been against the medications. I, I think if you can find something else besides taking these psych medications, but I, I think it, if it's a last resort, I, or it would, should be a last resort if that's some, something uh, that uh, someone considers. But I mean, like you said, we're not doctors. And uh, I've had issues uh, even with my own son. And uh, my brother has, um, has some severe mental issues. My son's a senior in college and he's doing quite well. But in high school, um, we had a lot of a lot of trouble. And there was there were a couple of kids in the school that had taken their own life in his high, just in his high school. And you know, uh, there's all that's always happening around the country. You hear hear of that. And uh, I'm like, no, man, you know, this isn't gonna happen. I you know, you, you're not gonna do this to me. And so um, I sought out help. It's like, Dad, I need some help. And so we got some counseling and uh, we did get some medication, a mild medication. And uh, he was able to take that and it changed him emotionally. He said he didn't have any feelings when he took the stronger dose. So he would take half that dose and then uh, help. Now, like I said, I'm not for taking the medication. I don't know what these chemicals do to your body, you know, and I don't surely don't want to be giving this to my kid. But, you know, I didn't want the the uh, the worst extreme to happen because I don't no one ever wants their children to pass before them and, and that's that could that would really trigger some mental problems you know in, in my life and, and and the rest of the family and it just hurts you know so, um anyway that's that's part of that my brother has tried many has tried many um, different medications and uh, he's he's thirty years old now he cannot. Uh, support his or you know take care of his own self. He's not independent. Uh, needs someone to help him. 
continuously. So, I mean, um, that's where it is with that. It's sad. It's like an epidemic in, in our country, the mental illness, because so many people have mental... Seems like a... Who was it? Was it Reagan that turned around and shut down all the mental facilities that were uh, defunded them? So, I mean, I know there was a lot of problems back then, and uh, but when, when that happened is now you have all these people not being taken care of. Now you have it on the streets, now you're filling up the prisons with them, you're dealing, you're having people deal with the people with mental issues that aren't trained, they're not certified to take care of these people with these issues. And I think that puts an even higher burden on the public because of it, because now you see more homeless people. Um, one thing that I've, I've talked to a lot of homeless people, my job is working outside, so. And uh, they tell me those stories. It very well could be true, but uh, when I talk to people, uh, they say they don't do drugs or alcohol. I'm like, well, why don't you go into the program? Because they'll take care of you. Sometimes they're like, oh, it's full at the time, or, or most people get off and take care of them. I'm like, why? Because they don't want them to do drugs or alcohol. So usually that is the why people don't go in there. There's a lot of stories I've heard. Is why people want to go into there because they don't want to be controlled. They they want to self medicate through alcohol, and so and that's how I look at it. Now I know I'm just generalizing it. When I look at homeless people, I'm like, okay, they're they're just they're trying to self medicate with alcohol. So if you get money, they say they're hungry, but it's not going for food. It's going for drugs and alcohol. Like in my opinion, ninety nine percent. So I, I feel like there's a lot of uh, religious organizations out there. There's a lot of um, local organizations that help out the homeless people. That is an issue. I know it's an issue all over the country, not just here in Corpus Christi, Texas, but in California and all the cities over there. And throughout, you know, I'm here from Austin. A huge homeless uh, homeless camp here, mm-hmm. and lots, hundreds of people. And everywhere you go, um, there's someone looking for money. On a corner, every corner, not in Austin. And I'm not saying that you know for bad in Corpus they they don't allow it or they they um you know if the, if the uh, police force sees sees someone on the corner peddling they they'll make them leave. Yeah, because a lot of um a lot of stores they say no soliciting. You know you're not allowed to stick around and and harass them. Going in and sometimes uh, they care and they take care. Sometimes they don't. It all on the employees depends if a if a officer drives by and wants to do something. It always varies. I don't like taking. I've never felt like helping. Um, there's one time where somebody asked me for money and I was feeling generous, but he was telling me how he does like a thousand push-ups. I'm like, you can't. He's an older gentleman. Probably had 20 years on me. And on this a couple years ago, I'm like, or maybe even older. But I was just like. No, you can't. He's like, yeah, I can. I was like, well, I bet you lunch, you know, that you can't. And in fact, you know, I'll do it with you. You know, uh, I was like, you're right there. I'm right here because I'm delivering fuel right here. And no. I'm like, keep an eye on it. And I can do push-ups at the same time. So I was like, let's go. And he was like, you're crazy. And I'm like, you want your lunch or not? And he's like, okay. So we start, so we get on the cement. We just go do push-ups. No, I, I don't remember how, how many I did. I probably did like 40 or 50. Wow. But uh, he was just, he was like out of breath. He was 
tired. Like, <laughs> he, yeah. and he he was upset. He was like, he was you, getting mad, and he was he was still going at it, but he was mad that I was making him work yeah. for uh, like ten bucks or whatever. You you know, for lunch. Did you bought his? Yeah, yeah. I gave him the money after. Did get, did you, okay. Yeah. That's uh, I looked at it. He, <laughs> I just it was a perfect time. It was a perfect weather. It was like I was in the mood for it. So I was like, why not? You know, he, he said that he was very, uh, you know, athletic, you know, and he likes to work work out. And he was like, I, I want to work. There's just no work, you know. And I'm like, and he was like, I work out and I do this many all the time. I'm like, you do them today? And he was like, well, you know. I'm like, ah, come on, let's do it, you know. <laughs> so it's very rare occasions That's that I do. Funny. But he seemed like a great guy. You know, he was, he was like, I would love to interview him because to get his. Do you think he bought as much? Um. And I didn't. He bought some cheap wine. But I never saw him again, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing. Well, that, I mean, with the with the alcohol stuff, um, people self-medicate probably more. I, my brother has used, used recreational drugs and has some alcohol, but mostly, you know, something. Probably whatever he can get his hands on, I'm sure. I think, uh, you know, maybe marijuana does do some, some good... And uh, a lot of people claim that helps them with, uh, you know, stress in life and their mental mental state. So, um, but other people say that it makes them paranoid and it makes things worse. Yeah, but yeah, I think you know all are, and that's why why I have, a, I I have a tough time believing what a doctor's going to say, a psychiatrist, psychologist. Um, I think we need more people just helping one another. I think that's good for the show and, and those that want to start charities and actually do the hands-on helping people because finding out what someone uh, needs that's going to benefit their life, benefit their thinking, and, uh, you know, maybe see some change, seeing their lives turn around. I, I You know, you, you can see um, – oh, what was I going to say? You can, uh, you can see changes when people participate and help others, you'll see those changes. And a lot of times it's just needing one another to help and finding out what they, what they do need. It may, it may just be, they need to, um, like I said, some exercise, some company, someone to talk to, um, and something that they can feel accomplished with their life. If they can do, you know, if they, if they can work or earn money. Um, and maybe if there is a community space where they can go, that would help them out more. Because maybe they feel like they're alone, like there's nobody to help them out. Maybe they've already taxed their their friends and family too much, and they they know they can't overcome what they're going through. And I know, like, what I don't know what I'm going to get into. A uh, thing is like, well, if they get put on like something like SSRIs, you know, how does that affect them? Because in my opinion, like, look at all the school shootings and mass shootings that we've had in this country. Those people have been my understanding is they've all been on SSRI. Like, what is, uh, so that's medical, uh, like, I'm not a scientist, like, I'm not a doc, but uh, it's uh, psych meds. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. And that's not something easily available. It's something I've heard multiple times by different experts. Why is that not an issue? Are they helping out people? And so that's why they don't want to discuss it? Or what is the issue? Like, why are all these people doing these things on those drugs? I, I, often, I often wonder what triggers that. And, and you and I have talked about that. What triggers such a mental impact where you can't function, you can't go to work or you can't take care of yourself. 
And that may be something in childhood. It may be um, something at birth, but often not detected until later on in life. You know, um, that's like my brother. I thought my brother may have taken, a, you know, some type of recreational drug and that triggered something in his head. And then now, you know, um, he's unable to do. He's tried to work, but then he would just go off in a, in a, in a uh, I, I won't say a rage, but just often a whole nother world and screaming and talking like he's talking to, uh, I don't know who's saying things, you know, so, so, um, and screaming, uh, making noise, you know, kind of like I do with my guitar, but, but uh, not very much structure to it. You know? Or is it more like a child having a temper tantrum? At times. Yeah. I've seen that. I, I've got him to help me move before. And, um, so he, yeah, he, Calm him down. Like I couldn't even go to sleep because he's in my house, like screaming, yelling. And so uh, my my sister and I have discussed well, who's going to take care of our brother. And I mean, she can't come in. I I I probably I couldn't handle it. And uh, then my mother, she just pays for him to stay in a hotel most of the time. And he's been homeless at times. And so um, it's sad, but. Uh, I think a lot of his behavior has been enabled, and I think a lot of that happens. Well, it's either people are enabled to do things, and so they're getting means to go out and make this disease worse, or they become a drug addict, or they're getting neglected and they become a drug addict. There's no help. There's no one around, and uh, they're, they're, they don't know where to go to get help. Just like the story I was telling about the guy, you know, you'd like to go get help, don't know what to do. And if you're in that mental state and that bad, you know, we do need people reaching out, trying to find out, you know, well, hey, how can we go out and help people in that way? Um, I'm like you. I do talk to the homeless in our community. And I um, I got to know a guy a few weeks ago and and uh, I was talking to him about his drug use and what he used and how he ended up in this position. And he seemed normal. And then I seen him again and he must have he must have got his fix because he was pretty pretty far spaced out there, you know, so I couldn't really have a conversation with him. Um, but before he, he had a conversation, he could talk about it, and then that mind drifted off to another, another world. It makes me wonder when I see sometimes they're walking down the street and they're not talking to anybody, but they're like yelling and cursing, and then they're having a conversation with somebody who's not even there, and like most of it's profanity, mm -hmm. and nobody's listening to them. They're just walking by themselves, and they're just going out at like, you see them go the whole block and they're just, you know, and it's a homeless person you've seen before, but they're just having their moment where they're going like that. Sometimes I'm like, are you sure that there's not a, a thin veil and they can see the other side? Like <laughs> there's some kind of alternate universe, some other kind of, uh, you know, like paradox, you know, thing that they're multi-universe or something like that. They're, they're, they're interacting with that. We don't see like maybe, uh, they can talk to the beyond and we can't, you know. It's a, uh, schizophrenia, I guess, multi-personalities and that other personality is coming, coming out. Um, Maybe. I, I have another friend, he hears uh, voices. These voices start to torment him and uh, they're saying stuff and he's, he's like, how do you deal with that? And I don't know. I, I think I, I kind of understand that. Like maybe I've heard a voice or something or heard voices. But I'm like, that's just a thought. And I, I talk about this a lot. We, thoughts are 
you know, we call this the cheap podcast. Thoughts really don't uh, amount to anything unless you take an action for what you're thinking, for, for what thought you've allowed yourself to make an action towards. Because you're going to have tons of thoughts that's rolled through your head. You didn't create that thought, what I say. But um, anyway, but what, what are you attaching to? And, uh, you know, we absorb information uh, through uh, just living in our heads. And that's that allows those thoughts to go through our brain and uh, say, hey, I, I want to make sure I can take care of myself. So I go look for a job. I go to work. You know, I want my house clean. I'm going to clean my house. I want organization. And, uh, so, you know, I'm going to organize the way I want the seating, the way I want my kitchen and my utensils. And have that. And then I've known people with disorders that, uh, wow, I mean, like uh, those that, um, uh, what do they call it? Hoard. The hoarders, like yeah. they see the They shows. never throw anything away. And no organ. Well, maybe there's some organization there, but I mean, nothing flashed to me. I've been watching some uh, YouTube lady, and she calls herself the, the she's like the, the world's best cleaner. Uh, it's her self post title and she's sponsored by Scrub Daddy and stuff. Like she goes in uh usually mostly uh she's for her like she has a German accent and she just goes in into hoarder homes and just shovels things out. It is so nasty. Ugh. But what she does is she cleans it like new again. Like my, my wife was watching it and she introduced me to it and I was just like Yeah, but at the same time, she gives tips on cleaning and stuff. Uh, what, what what is that? afterwards? Like three weeks later, is the house back to the? I'll try. They've never gone back to that. But no, but yeah. uh, she chooses people for free, and she does it for free. She she doesn't charge the people. So um, she spends a couple of days a week, and this is her way of giving back to people. Yeah. and uh, she sponsored. So she's she has OCD. So yeah, obsessive. More than, yeah. <laughs> like I've got to have that. Yes, yeah, I be. gotta do it. It's, but it's just amazing. You see the before and afters, and then you watch the. She's on all the social medias, and uh, on the YouTube, you can watch it from the beginning to end. And it's just amazing, like the difference. Like and it's so nasty how you can. And she tells their story. That's another thing. Tell the story of how they started and then how they ended up. And either sometimes it's a couple months, sometimes it's. Here's, you know, it varies, but people just, some people lose their kids because of how bad it is. No. But uh, she, she's helping them because they don't know, they can't do it. Obviously, it's a mental thing that they have. She understands wow. that. She has compassion for them. And she's just like, I'm going to help these guys. And then hopefully they can make changes after I get to I don't, I don't know. Because you, you have to develop those habits to do that. I mean, it's, you know, it's like doing laundry. Yeah, but it's like anything else. Like if you if you get rid of all the junk, if you get rid of everything, it's easier to maintain. So if you limit yourself and you have so you know, if you have a place for everything, mm -hmm. then it's easier. I think how clutter works is like as you continue to buy stuff, there's no place to put it. So it starts becoming a mess. And that's kinda like where my house is. I've got too much stuff and not enough places to put it, so I need a declutter. Yeah. And then I think what other people do, then they just add to it, add to it. There's a lot of people um, that she like talks to and stuff. It starts off in the kitchen 
and then it just carries through the the sink the the oven and it just carries throughout the house through the bathrooms to the living quarters to the bedrooms now where do they eat in the house that's what some people, they, some people they say they don't eat inside the house other people they just leave their they eat in all the boxes and stuff and then they have rodents and, oh. and <laughs> roaches you know it just it gets it gets bad I can imagine. It's so, like wow. you would think they need to condemn that place yeah yeah i would yeah but, uh, it's it's interesting to see how people live and you know some people are um are embarrassed by it mm-hmm. they know they have an issue and they can't do anything about it and other people just it has to be brought to their yeah it, it, that's i think that would be a long and it's a long process to get healed or to be uh, you know, better. And I mean, we all need improvements mm-hmm. for what we do organize. I, I, I'm not very organized, but I do like my, um, my house, my home to be neat. And I keep, you know, keep neat, pick up, you know, hang up my clothes, put my clothes in my, you know, my dresser. Um, like, I, I guess that's what people would consider normal, but I always, kept, uh, I've always kept my, my place clean. I want I want my place clean where I live, you know, you know, and it's a habit because I there's some that are very very cluttered. I, I have a, a two two kids growing up. While they were growing up, um, my daughter, her room. I do not know how it would get that way. And I would be like, man, what are you doing? What is all this stuff? You know, and um, her mom would get mad, and they would get they'd, they'd take a Saturday or something and get it cleaned up, and it would be nice for a while, and um, then. Same old thing. My son always kept his room really nice and neat and clean. I would make him do some dusting and, and uh, you know, clean up, change his linens and all that stuff. Regular. Sometimes I'd have to tell him that. But he's pretty, pretty clean. But now, today, uh, my daughter keeps her, her place, her home, really clean. You know, she likes it better that way. So maybe that's a lot. Of, hey, what do you like better? You know, if you like this better, this is what you do. It's just like you tell the guy to do some push ups. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. So well, that ends our YouTube session. <laughs> well, let's uh, maybe we just watch that, see how it goes, see what we can do to improve with that for the video, and that one does not get released. Okay, folks. So if you don't see our first uh, one, well, you know why now. Yeah, you guys are pretty to us. <laughs> yeah, and, that's, uh, that's maybe that's we'll work on the second one. Um, like this is like everything we're doing is it's this is just a learning. Where we're learning how to do this, we're not experts. We're not, and uh, we're trying to do this. We enjoy doing this, and uh, you know, I love love learning about this stuff. This is great stuff that we can talk about, and learn about, and so to uh, hope that this, uh, this works just fine. Eventually, we'll get we'll do live training, we'll do reels and stuff like that. We'll, we will even with our busy and, lives, trying to get it done. It's it's often more. Of Tough with the family and everything. Yeah, it's, uh, we have busy lives that that uh, plays a part in our own mental health. And um, doing that—that's what I wanted to get to just a little bit. We talked about those that are in dire need of help because they, you know, uh, they cannot support themselves. But how we deal with things and learning how we deal with things uh, and the stress in our personal lives 
um, I'm always, it's like a, it's like a, um, an, an experiment. I'm always trying to do an experiment with my own issues in life, see what I can do to improve or what, what if I do this, what happens if I don't do that, what happens and, and see what type of results I get there. And so, um, anyway, um, I guess I should give an example. So, so I have been uh, drinking a lot of energy drinks lately. And if I, I noticed, you know, my caffeine tolerance is extremely, I, uh, Ben's drinking an energy drink now. I've had an energy drink this morning. And there's times when I can drink two or three, even four in a day. Now that's crazy. And a, and a soda. And sometimes a coffee to go with it. And I'm wondering how that is affecting you know, affecting me daily, but I guess, can't be good. It can't be good. Well, I, you know, the physical part, I know it's not good, but mentally, uh, you know, what we're talking about, I'm staying alert and awake at work and I drive a truck and that's a good thing. Yeah. Because, because, because the physical things that could happen if you crash, you know, <laughs> to your body and, and life would be a lot, you know, a lot more than what the health issues that, that you know, you could be causing. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I mean, so I, you know, if I reduce the caffeine and get more rest, um, and I think that's another thing. I mean, rest, that's one of the, uh, one of the things I, when I met with a doctor with my son, they told him, you need to rest. You need at least eight hours of sleep a day. You will reduce a tremendous amount of stress in your life when you're well rested. And, uh. But sometimes, I mean, you have a hard time sleeping. And, and I, I, I can admit, I mean, if you're, I, there, there's a time of day, no more caffeine for me. And that way I know I can sleep at night. But if you've, if I've already got that level pretty high by noon and I want to go to bed at eight, nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock, whatever, am I going to be able to go to sleep? And uh, so, uh, you know, I'm, uh, that's, that's little things like that I experiment with and some of the, the diet. Do you have it down to a science? Like you know, no, 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 no. I'm not. You haven't figured. No, it I'm, out not, I'm not logging this stuff, but uh, you know, I'm kind of monitoring the. Uh, but I enjoy coffee. I like coffee, and, and the caffeine is nice. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it's just too much. Like I used to drink two a day, and now I try to limit myself to one a day, and so I'm trying to. And that's not counting using pre-workout when I work. And stuff like that, just uh, have that extra energy. But uh, I know being dependent on that, it's like something I don't want to be on. Like, I don't want to be dependent on anything in particular. Like, kind of, uh, like, I need to find my own motivation. Like, uh, I know we have the energy from that. I can get it from food. So I don't need to get it from chemicals. So I try to do that, but I'm, I know at the same time, I need a coffee or energy drink or caffeine to wake up. I know my, I'm I'm not doing everything 100%. I'm not getting enough sleep. I know I'm not eating enough nutrition, that energy throughout the day. Those are loaded with B vitamins, right? The, yeah, this is a ring, and so it has 300 mg milligrams of uh, natural caffeine, is what they say. It has a increased concentration. So they have unnatural caffeine, like synthetic caffeine that. So it has a B3, B6, and B12s. Yeah. Well, B vitamins are great. It has amino acid, uh, 
uh, which is a protein builder, branch chain amino acids, and it has uh, electrolytes, NAK. And that's pretty much sodium. Yeah, which is sodium. There's zero sugar in here, which I always try to do. Like one yeah, thing yeah, before um, these energy drinks, before Banks came out and Rain, before these, like I didn't drink energy drinks. I didn't. They were loaded with sugar. And yeah. so when I would take them, I'd crash afterwards. I'd be more tired afterwards. Yeah, because the sugar. Yeah, and I love that. Like now, you can find like uh, like zero sugar uh, Coca Cola, zero sugar Dr Pepper. I, I love that you can find those now. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Because I always drink diet drinks, but no sugar. I don't. But you know, it's strange. I can I don't, I can't do the, the sugar drinks because they, it really kills my stomach putting that liquid sugar. But I can eat a candy bar and I'm just fine. I can eat a candy bar and a diet Coke. <laughs> But I, I mean, I don't eat candy very often, but I enjoy it once in a while. You know, you want a Snickers bar or something, you know. Or during this time of year when it gets colder, oh. hot chocolate. I love hot chocolate. And I know it's nothing but sugar. Yeah. But the, I love the taste. It just it brings back memories of chocolate. Yeah, the holiday season is upon us. I mean, in, uh, in a few days, Thanksgiving and then Christmas. And I was just uh, discussing with my, my daughter about, hey, visit. What are, what are y'all doing? Where are you going? Because she lives out of town mm-hmm. and my son's out of town. And I guess they're going to go to, to uh, grandma's house, and which is out of town for them too. So, and uh, in another town. So, um, but this time of year is really tough uh, on so many people mentally. The stress of the holidays it brings about that. We have less daylight during this time of year. Um, Shorter days and more stressful days. Uh, people, you know, sometimes people they don't see their family except for holidays, and then when they have to be around them, it brings maybe maybe in their subconscious stress on them. Oh, I've got to go be around these people that I've known all my life. But I never. When I got older, I didn't find it as fun. When I was young, it was great. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, it was, oh man, it's it's I love the holiday time. Everybody gets together. Yeah, I'm like. I, I don't even go to those events anymore, <laughs> so, and I, I don't miss I don't miss them. But it's kind of sad because I was discussing. Um, I go to a friend's house for, for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and uh, and just go do Thanksgiving with their family, and that's fine with me. But even if I just stayed home, it, it, that would be okay as well. But it, it can play such a, uh, a depressing bring about a depressing feeling on. People, a lot of people during the holiday time. I mean, you hear hear a lot of bad, uh, you know, things that people do because of, uh, you know, some mental problems. Um, you also hear about a lot of good things. A lot yeah, of people do. donating. Uh, you see lines for free turkeys all over the place. Yeah, I don't know why anybody would stand in line. I mean, be in their vehicle for four hours for a turkey for a <laughs> listening listening to Christmas music with the family. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess if you make it just a, a day activity, but you would think you would burn as much fuel. Hey, I wanted to mention that to you. You were talking about donation. So I've I've been doing this for years, but I keep a box and I've got a box full of stuff and I always take uh, donation stuff. So like at home, I have the donation box and it, at your house, you can fill them up pretty fast. I think. But then I just take that, like I'm not going to sell it. I'm not going to try to sell it. I could probably eBay some nice clothes or something. 
just throw it in the box. I'm not going to wear that anymore. I'm not going to use that anymore. Throw it in a box. Take it down to Salvation Army. You can take it to Goodwill. You can take it to there's there's several places that will send that. They'll also give you a tax write off of a receipt. You can use that for some of your taxes and uh, you know tax breaks. So um, I always think that's a nice thing. I like the system of that. I wish I should participate more in that. But it, it helps to clean up your life. It benefits someone else's life. It keeps a store open where sometimes you may want to go shop in there and find something that you need at a pretty good price. You know, a lot better price. It's used, but uh, it's you know it's nice. I I think we need more of that. The resale shops, the donation stations. You know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and make sure I get a large box. Throw it up. I'm gonna make that a within the next thirty. Uh, Oh, that's a challenge. Um, that's my challenge. But, you know, you're doing so much more than just donating because you're cleaning up and clutter out of your I'm own doing life. it for me, and I'm doing it for others. So it's yeah. a win-win. It's a win-win. Yeah. Can't, can't make it. If there's can't clutter make. in your life, this is the challenge. There you go. If there's some clutter, you got to get it out and go give it to somebody else. Now, can I get rid of all the clutter? <laughs> I don't know. That will resell it to keep a store open to keep doing the same process. I, would take a I think it's a great idea. idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you got some nice stuff. I mean, donating some some of the things you have. I, I, oh yeah. You, you, get with me first, you know. Yeah, you're yeah. more than welcome to come by. Yeah. I'll load my trunk. Up. Yeah. We can start out with the garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of a lot of uh, workout equipment in there. I don't know if I get use of that. You know, growing up, my my parents would always buy some workout machine, you know, the bike, or maybe I don't know if we had a treadmill with you know. The little ski thing, or skis. I think they would use it three times, and then like when my mother would do laundry, they'd be hanging clothes off. Of the a lot of people are guilty of that. Yeah. <laughs> right now, I'm guilty. If you had a pool table, I've seen people have a pool table, and it turns into the laundry table or the storage table. Back in the day, when I had a pool table, that's exactly what happened. I probably used it maybe two dozen times, and then after that, it just became like a. It was kind of. And we used it for that. Yeah. 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 Well, let's get a good use of it. It's just pretty expensive just to be along. Yeah. I, I guess, guess you yeah. got to do a lot. Yeah, true, true. And, uh, <clears throat> but that maybe that's just our own mental issue that we have, that we're dealing with it. People are like, oh, that's not mental. Well, okay. If you buy a piece of equipment, you only use it for a couple times. Now it's just, old, you know, you're using it as a, do laundry on or hold your clothes on, and now it's just picking up space. You're just doing it. That's a little bit of a mental thing because you shouldn't be having it. Like, you should either use it or get rid of it, or, you know, like most people do, they're just out of sight, out of mind, just put it there. Yeah. But you know that place would look better without it. And you know, or you need to find the, the motivation, maybe an extra energy drink, actually use it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that might not. People might not consider a mental disorder, but there's an issue there that, like, either a motivational issue or there's like it's they just don't care anymore. It was nice, but after doing it, they decided they don't like it. So why hold on to it? Why not give it to somebody who would? Yeah, you know, and that's the whole thing. Is like, well, you know me, being I'm always talking about money and money practices and money um, you know, habits, and then I've been, you know, a little hypocritical on that recently. But uh, you know, I bought some things or weren't practical. But um, but uh, but I enjoyed those things. 
But um, yeah, I think with those habits and to improve in our lives, the, the money, money, how we manage money uh, is, a, is an important aspect of that. And money that we can uh, have or make or whatever, the more good we can do with it, you know, so. And not just the selfish stuff. And, and I, I am, um, as I'm getting older, I'm really thinking more. I mean, I just, I need, really want to spend my life just trying to help other people um, and have that mindset about it. Because I think that's one of the best ways to help with your own own mind is if you're reaching out to help other people. And um, I mean, we all do selfish things. But if we teach each other how to help one another, then, you know, it's not as selfish. Especially if we value helping people more than we value You obviously need to take care of yourself before you take care of others. But after your needs are met, you know, if, if we had more societal emphasis and appreciation for people that actually gave and helped out, you know, that, that we're more charitable with our time and energy and money, you know, we could make like for instance if um when we were talking about homeless people earlier like in san francisco the the chinese president came over and cleaned up san francisco just cleaned and picked up and got all the homeless people out where they did with them fences up so people couldn't go back there again that's you know and news reporters asked him like hey like, what's up with this? Because maybe thirty percent of businesses already left because of all. Maybe even more. Maybe it was, it was like huge difference. And he was like, "Well, when you have a, a visitor come to your home, you want to clean up for them." Oh, we, but like, you could have done this a long time ago. Why? Why are you making people suffer and you just do it just to impress somebody when they yeah. came? Like, you could have done That's, this a long time ago. And I think of that for all the cities. Like mm. we could be taking care of and helping people out instead of just ignoring it the whole time and letting it get worse. Then it makes me wonder. I wonder where those people went. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of questions about this. Yeah. I don't have the answer to them. But it's like for me, it's just like okay, we're trying to help out um, Ukrainians. We're trying to help out Israelis. What about our own people here in, in the United oh. States? Why do we have billions and billions and billions of dollars for other countries that? Quite frankly, I don't see helps us out, mm-hmm. but yet we could be helping with all that money. We could be helping our own people out. We could be helping yeah. our own inner cities. We could be helping out our own communities, you know, through the natural disasters that we've had in like in Hawaii or in uh, other parts of this country as well. We could be helping out everything, the infrastructure. We could be bringing everything to the next level, making less weak links in this country. But we're not. Like, yeah. why? Why can't we have, why can't we help our, each other out? Why can't we make this the pillar of the, the place to be? Yeah, people say it's the place to be already, but why don't we make things better for ourselves? Like, it just, it, my mind, it just, I, I can't comprehend why. Yeah. Yeah, you would think that. Like, why I mean, money these? doesn't fix everything. I think, you know, it's just a tool. It's not going to fix it all. I always, we joke about that all the time. Money doesn't make you happy. You know, he's like, well, but if I had a whole bunch more of it, I'd probably smile a little more often. You know, I don't, I, you know, 
Um, well, the bridges, the roads, like we could improve all that. Like we could improve the infrastructure. We could create. But what would that money go to you doing that? Is, 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 I mean, someone has to take charge to, to do that. And the people that are in charge of, uh, you know, cutting the checks or sending, sending, sending it to where they think they need. And I agree with you with what you're saying about, hey, we don't need to send money for war because you're fighting a war that you're not going to win or you're fighting a war that you don't need our help or whatever. And yeah, we have our own issues here in the United States. But man, that's just part of the, that's just one little problem. I mean, it's a big problem, but there's tons more problems that we're, we're uh, building on here. I was talking with my daughter this morning. Today is her birthday. And um, happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, she was like, dad, this, this whole country is going bad. It's, it's, it's terrible. And, um, and I said, no, and it's, it's going to get worse. She says, worse. Yeah, I said, I, I, I've been telling you this for a while, Ben. Uh, it's going to get worse and worse. It's going to be very difficult. Struggles are going to increase. And, and you know, I hope I hope not, but I can just see that. I forecast that because of, uh, because of the choices being made, the decisions about spending, the decisions about lawmaking, uh, the way, way uh, um, the access to technology that's allowing... Um, more control, more more government control, more uh, organized control over people, and it won't be just the government. There'll be other uh, organizations, entities, yeah. yeah, entities. So, and they'll all, uh, well, they won't all collude, but they'll many of them will collude to have this power over people. And uh, they don't. I don't think they. Uh, I don't think the people that are are uh, in power. They don't care about the mental health issues. They don't even care for everybody. Well, they need people to work. They need enough to work to provide for what their cause is and then the rest. So what? And uh, I think that's pretty much the attitude of people as they get in power to do things. And um, if, if it's not the attitude, well, the actions being taken place are not rendering the results that uh, any compassionate person would want. And that's, that's the bottom line of that. It's just the way it is. And uh, it's always been that way to a degree, but I think we've hit a time uh, in humanity where it's it's peaking at an all-time high. It, it, it's terrible. Um, just the opioid epidemic in the United States lets us know, seeing how many people are overdosing, young people overdosing on opioids, it's unbelievable. It's unheard of numbers. It's it's You can't even... Uh, fathom thinking that man, a hundred and something thousand people dying, overdosing on this one little drug every single year. What is it now? Fentanyl. That's fentanyl, the, the synthetic opioid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the heroin. They started off with the uh, the oxycondins and all that um, that were being prescribed, and then when they can't get that, they go to the street drug, which is now um, fentanyl, which is. And they don't, they don't go, oh, this is a synthetic thing that kill you. They look for this to use. It. And uh, I heard now uh, in Mexico, um, I buy meds in Mexico. I don't buy opioids, but they're opioids, which are prescribed for pain, uh, like uh, hydrocodone, those things. All of them are putting traces of this fentanyl in it from the, from the lab. There's a, there was a report out. And uh, so they're putting this in there. 
in in the bottles for prescription medication. Now, I wonder if they're doing that on purpose, or it could it be like uh, ten years ago when I was uh, when I was following some manufacturers. What they're doing is what their issue was is, and this had to do with UFC fighters and stuff. They were being drug tested, and they're like they got popped for steroids, and they're like, but I didn't take any. Now they could have, they could have not. But what happened is what they were finding is over the counter stuff that was made in labs, labs on their off time, supposedly in these other countries, were you know making illegal drugs. Like, like yeah. uh, and then when they wouldn't fully, they wouldn't wash their hands, and then they would make the, the stuff that for the the commercial stuff, and there would be traces of that in there. So when they and they just didn't care, they just didn't. And the time cleaning it so that could be true that could in some cases maybe not in other cases but uh you never know like i don't know those are stories that i heard some were reportedly true and some were like we don't know maybe maybe not well yeah and then other things like if you go to jeans and everything like that like the new drug that was over the counter that was legal they they thought people might have they put some stuff in there at the very beginning uh, to make it very effective and it illegal. But, uh, and then some people are like, oh, it gets popular. And then they don't put it in there anymore. And that way, uh, people are still buying it thinking that it's going to have that effect. Not- With the steroids, it's, it's kind of crazy because if you're, if you're just taking this over-the-counter stuff, what, 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 do, they, what do they call it? Like... Uh, Supplements. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're just taking that just for personal use, you would never know that you're putting, you know, uh, a hormone in your, in your in your body. Another story that I heard is like um, Bang, their CEO, like Bang was the first one to come out with all this stuff in there with no sugar. Well, the story, their former CEO, but he was known for it. He went down to the manufacturing. He was like, don't put any of that other stuff in. No, just caffeine and that's it. And then they just advertised like they had it, but it wasn't in there. Oh wow! And it, but it already became popular. It didn't have the same effect, so people just and it's on. It was on the can, like yeah, yeah. Say, like they still had all that stuff, but it doesn't. But it didn't. <laughs> it was just <laughs> caffeine, you know. Yeah, yeah. Energy drink, but it didn't have any of the other. That stuff might cause that people to go, go mentally off when they disturb that. Like, uh, yeah, and like in that fighting, I don't really take them anymore because. Well, maybe now they have it, but before they, you know, but there was a time period that they didn't for a few years. Yeah. But uh, it's one of those things is people are always trying to penny pinch, trying to save money. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's just like people are like, ah, I don't care. You know, um, people are greedy. And that might be a mental issue right there, too. The, the greed, the Scrooge McDuck's. Yeah. Do you think that might be a form of? Well, I think we, I think society, the way we see society, functions because of greed in itself. Um, capitalism, capitalism, yeah. And uh, yes, but yeah, I do think there is extreme in anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, you know, too much of one thing is not good for you. They say, but I mean, it 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 has to. You have to do something to make it work because if people don't want stuff, they don't buy things, they don't get things, and people don't trade and. And we're stuck with one little circle of whatever we can, we, we have. So we need people, you need greed, you need people wanting, you know, I mean, for the society. I'm not saying you need it in your own life. You don't need to be a greedy person, but we all are. Our, our own. If we, if we take a look at ourselves and what we do for ourselves, what we buy for ourselves, what we think we need that we don't need, 
we are going to, um, uh, we'll see a reflection of some greed in our own lives. We're going to see that, you know, but, uh, you know, it depends on the level. I mean, if you're greedy enough to go rob banks and take the chance of going to prison, I mean, are you greedy because, uh, you know, you cheated an hour out of your company at work? What did you do? You know, what did you do that you were greedy, you know, that, that reflected that? Hopefully it was just that, uh, you know, you did something, um, maybe you ate a, ate an extra French fry or something, you know, I don't know, but you could look at it there, I guess. Or you, or you took a pen home. I think I've been, yeah, yeah. yeah took stapler money. Yeah. You know, being a little greedy. Like, ah, oh, they owe me this. Like, I didn't get my raise yet. But you were telling me, I, you know, we work in the gas business, we worked in gas transportation. I've been, and I even talked to some of the management, but I've been with one company and they were, they were always take gas. You know, they would take gas. Maybe I, I'm not, this was years, years ago, but you were telling me, so some friends of ours were working for, um, company and the oil company would order over order the fuel and when they bring back what was left anyone could put that in their car you know whatever if, it, if that's the fuel you use this is just been this is decades ago yeah this is a long time ago. De- yeah 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 um but uh yeah so um one person one story i got from that is that there was a guy he would never uh, deliver all of the fuel so he had a he had a friend with a trunk and a trailer and he would meet that person and put that gas in there and fill up this big tank that's on a trailer and and then he'd sell the gas to his friends talk about greed you know so then it got so bad that they would go load up a truck trailer and they would tell all these friends in the neighborhood dollar gas and they have like a pump, just like you pump at the thing, except they would put it off the side of the trailer. And this would be at night, no management, no one's around. They didn't have cameras. And they'd just have cars rolling through the dollar. Or fill up your car for 10 bucks. Yeah. Everyone gets their, and they, they, they caught the guy, they rolled it in. I guess, I'm sure he got some prison some time. Truck. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Man. Not just local, but federal. But also, like uh, back in the day when we put a truck stop. Or like, oh, they, they put too much on here, so I need to get rid of this. And they're trying to sell stuff out of their trailer. Oh, yeah. 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 Very common. And also, like, uh, yeah, I hear, I hear stories about company people that do, that would steal fuel and turn around and sell it. And for various different reasons, if it's uh, leftover or if it's their site, you know, they make sure they set, you know, put a compartment. I always try to stay away from that because I'm, I'm more of an honest person. I don't want to do anything that would send me to prison. So, uh, I like to stay away from those things. And uh, it's not worth it to yeah, me. It's just like uh, you see people uh, trafficking people from uh, from Mexico and stuff. And people, you know, you'd see it in the news that people were in trailers, you know, mm. smuggled across. I mean, like, there's all sorts of different they're, ways to make money. They're in a refrigerated trailer. And, or, you know, which all the climate in there, and then the ref- the refrigerator goes out. It's 120 outside. It's 140 in this trailer, maybe hotter, and most of the people die. I mean, it's just yeah. And then wow. some people just they don't care. I was listening to stories where if uh, the coyotes would be bringing people across the the river, and if uh, they're getting busted, you know, from uh, migration from the border patrol, 
go take some of the babies and just throw them in the water. So now the officers are worried about saving the baby's lives so they can get away. Yeah. Um, wow. I was just listening to Tim Kennedy talk about that on Joe Rogan's podcast. It's just like, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard, I guess, for us to imagine that life becomes such a despair that people go to such extremes to get something in life. I mean, is that a mental disorder? Somebody who just so cows that they, they don't care about human life? I mean, they just so or animals if they don't care about animals, human life, any life, yeah, except their self. Yeah, I guess is that a mental disorder or is that absolutely? Else? Yeah. That's probably the, the 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 you know the worst of the worst. You know, I mean, that's no different than serial killer or mass murderer, or whatever. You know, um, you know, we we talk about guns and we know the mental. It's the mental problems. You know. With, that, they're causing people to do that. Um, or, you know, I say that's what causes, I don't, that's what I, what I like to get back to about the mental health is that finding the root of the problem is where you can find the health. Um, I believe that. Um, and the healing process is not an easy one. You know, there's some damage there in the head and it needs to be repaired. And it may not fully be repaired, like breaking a bone or something. There is a way to be, you know, to get help, to get get some help. I don't know if you're if you're not dependent, not uh, you know, self-dependent, you can't take care of yourself. I don't know if you can get someone in that condition and get them to where they can have a job, live a normal life, not do drugs, not drink. And uh and uh, you know, be a be a participant in our in our society, in the city they live in, whatever. You know, I don't know what it takes to get that. There's some that I believe they're too far gone. They're not. And then there's some that are going to go on a, a rampage, and they don't care. They're going to get what they want for themselves, and they don't care who they hurt, trying to get it. And 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 when they're hurting other people, you know, that's got to be shut down. They got they got to be incarcerated. They need to be they locked up somehow, some way. And um, it's sad to see those incidents that occur, you know, whether it be a, a shooting or something like that. It's, I mean, it's uh, whether you'd sacrifice a, a baby just to get your freedom, or what you think is going to be a better life. I mean, if you're doing that, your life is probably, their life is so messed up already. But these were the coyotes. These were yeah, the, oh, the coyotes. These well, even the, them, they're doing, they would just take the somebody else's coyote and throw them in the river so the law enforcement save those lives versus being well, so they, as a distraction. Life is pretty cheap in some places. In, in, in other words, uh, you know, they, they just assume I'd be dead is, is to look at them. They don't. They, but don't they already care. got paid. And so they, didn't yeah, care. they, they didn't care. Care. They weren't going to get anything else from them. So because there no value to them. Yeah. And not good people as it is. Yeah. It, it's uh, like, I think if you're going to work in a life of crime, it's like, uh, you, you choose that you have a mental state in mind because you do have to um, uh, see some things that, that uh, or do some things in that that you wouldn't to keep your keep yourself covered up you know to not, not be exposed to what you're doing and if, if it takes you know taking someone's life to do that that that's just part of the game part of the business and so you have to there's some kind of mental office there to think that that's okay to me to you and I we think that maybe they think that's normal. I, I guess they got desensitized. 
this, this, yeah. You yeah. know, to that to that extent, you know, it's the situations they've been in and how they learned how to survive, that they had to devalue people. I don't know. That's how people look at the, the business coming up the corporate ladder. Same thing, you know. It's uh, people moving on up, and I'm sure there's good instances and bad instances. You know, it just it all depends. And how does how does that affect other people? And what does that teach other people? If they see somebody do something crooked to get up there, they're like, "Oh, now I got it. Now you got more people being crooked." So it's just like, what kind of foundation is that? Yeah, you made it, but how much destruction did you do to get that? And can you pay up there because of that? You know, like, you know, what did you have to do to become president? Yeah, right, right. You know, is is the, the country going to be better because of it? Well, and there's always those that are going to, which is kind of crazy, too. They're always going to assume certain things that, that aren't right about that person, especially if they don't like them. They're going to say, you know, some bad things. But, you know, yeah, how did they become the president of this big corporation or whatever? And and, uh, and they're going to say, you know, whatever they want. But, um, yeah, so and that's kind of middle. It's, it's, it's pretty odd because we, we should be focused more on pathways. This is what this is what I wanted to get to, too, about the, the middle stuff. One of the biggest things that helped me, I told you this the other day, because I've had some, some big stress. Ben and I both have had... Uh, some big stress, big events going on in our lives recently and trying to get to a better place, a, a place of comfort, a place of rest where we can have a peace, have peace in our mind, you know, and have a, a peace that comes over us and, uh, and around us. And we're content with that. I mean, I don't think we lack in being in content, be, not in content, not content, but being uh, content with who we are. Um, I don't think we lack in that, but the way to get there is that a lot of times we focus just on one outcome mm -hmm. or we focus on the bad, the worst of the worst. And, uh, um, anyway, um, but one of the best ways to alter that, because we're going to be let down with our thinking. We're going to be let down if we think, well, things can either happen this way or that way. That's it. But that's not true. If we're pursuing something in our life, we should look at multiples of ways that things could turn out. Multiples of things. And understand that we do not know for certain what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen 30 minutes from now. We... Uh, but pack up this whole little studio. We go our own ways. Uh, you have things to do today. I have things to do. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know the outcomes. But we have an idea. We're working towards something that we think is the best. And we need to think, hey, anything could happen. And don't focus on the bad. And don't focus on what you think. This has to be this way. But look at the multiples of things that, uh, that could uh, be an outcome. And you will see a much brighter picture in life. It's like this, Ben, when we're driving, and I, I've trained a lot of drivers. And sometimes in that tractor, a driver will look down. And if you look down, there's the, the, the lines. And you will have a hard time holding that vehicle between those lines. 
But the best way is to look out and to look at the down the road. And then it's a lot easier to keep that vehicle between the lines. Because if you're looking down, you're going 65, 70 miles an hour. You're not going to get, you're, you're, you're going to be like this, turning the steering wheel, turning, staying, trying to stay in the, between those lines. Looking out, looking far down the road, you'll be able to keep that because you see much more. And if we do that with, with things in our own life, I think we become overcomers of so many things in our mindset. And I think if we can share that with others and uh, uh, be able to help, we'll be able to help others a lot more uh, down the road. So, yeah. But uh, that's about what I have today, man. Another episode of the Cheap Thought Podcast, number 20, Cheap Thought 2023 at gmail.com. You'll see it on the post and uh, send us an email. Let us know your thoughts. Some requests. We're here for you. Absolutely. We're all in this together. Yes, sir.